And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. What a day we have planned for you. We've got a lot of baseball talk. All right, we've got TCU Horn Frogs in the College World Series. We'll have an old friend, Stephen Simcox, back with us. The man's been on a family vacation. Tried to tried to kind of let him focus on the vacation, but it's time to get him back in here and see how the frogs are going to do. Learn a little bit about this team, and uh, we'll talk to Stephen, who still does some broadcasting on Locked In Sports. Aaron, does that sound like something I would like five days a week, <laughs> producing my own, like, 30 minutes a day? Does that sound – I don't know. I don't know if that really sounds like something I need to get involved in. But um, Stephen will be with us at 420. Coming up in a few minutes, Stephanie Sports Corner coming up. I mean, we'll see if she gets serious again. We had some uh, PTSD talk and uh stephanie does a really nice job she's very versatile one day it'll be something off the wall one day it'll be something poignant and we'll check in on um some very important things in life and then some days it's the most unimportant stuff i've ever heard on the uh, stephanie <laughs> sports quarter <laughs> oh man but she's always ready to go i have to say one of the most punctual members of the Eminem Broadcasting Team. Absolutely. Other members of our family, unless it's meeting at Oakley's. Or, they're not or there's free that, food in the break room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some barbecue somebody brought in. Hellbergs. Oh, we got Uncle Worm. Let's not forget the great Uncle Worm as well. Part of Stephanie's Sports Corner. But um, it's always fun, and uh, we'll do that here in a moment. Huge baseball show for you, though. We got Simcox at 420. Five o'clock, Ryan Fulmer. He is the head baseball coach, Oral Roberts. Aaron, did you know that Oral Roberts, they're the Golden Eagles? I'll tell you what, let's do an early, let's do an early um, uh, Schmaltz's trivia contest. What was Oral Roberts' mascot? The rewards are who gets us the quickest, okay? And I'm sure we'll have some Googling. But what was the Oral Roberts mascot before they were the Golden Eagles? What was Oral Roberts? O-R-U. O-R-U. In fact, Oral himself might have been at the last time they went to the College World Series. I'll tell you what, let's make it a little tougher, Aaron. You got to name the mascot... In the year they last went to the College World Series. Did I just say it, Aaron? I don't think I did. The year that Oral Roberts the last went to the College World Series in the name of the mascot when they went to the CWS. The CWS. Very, uh, that's a good one. And if anybody gets that one right, the first one to get that right on the text line, gets two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's. Now, you guys should know the text line by now, but I'll just, I'll do it anyway. 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. And if you, first person to get this one right, 
two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's. Now, one of my favorite listeners, um, Sean Hunt, recently won. So we do have our Sean Hunt rule in effect. Sean's usually pretty quick, uh, pretty quick off the draw. And, uh, boy, he's with UBO Business Services. UBEO.com. What a great group that is, and that's why we're so streamlined. All our services, that's why Aaron, Stephanie, and everybody always know exactly where to be, when to be. It's because we have UBO Business Services. Now, Aaron, if we have the great UB, UBO Business Services, is there any reason people should still be punching clocks in that building? Don't answer that, Aaron. Don't answer that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Punch it a clock. I like that, though. We still have that old saying, punch the clock. Punch the clock. And at Eminem Broadcasting, we still do that. We do. Aaron, do we have, like, rotary phones up there and stuff? Do when we I do it, like... I, I feel like Fred Flintstone. Yeah, just kind of. <laughs> 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 and then Aaron pulls out of the lot with, like, stone wheels and his feet hitting the ground. A cloud of dust. He, he's got Dino with him. Is it Dino or Dino? What was that? Dino. Uh, is it Dino? Got Dino in the car. Fred and Wilma, Barney, and what was the other one? Betty. Betty. Who did Bet? Who was Betty married to? Barney. Barney. Yeah. Barney and Betty and Fred and Wilma. <laughs> now, I always thought there was something going on there, a little bit, a little bit shady. Uh, with those two couples, but do not want to get into that, ruin anybody's um, childhood um, thoughts on that process. But isn't that cool, Aaron? I mean, Oral Roberts is like the biggest story in the College World Series. And, uh, you know, I just said, yeah, what the heck? I'll send one of the SIDs over there a note. Hey, you remember me, Mosley? Uh, and I don't know if they do remember me or not, Aaron, but they said, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Coach will be on with you at 5 o'clock tomorrow. So... I mean, that's pretty big. Stephanie Sports Corner, Stephen Simcox on TCU, and then um, Ryan Fulmer. All right, Aaron, it's spelled F-O-L-M-A-R, but every time I listen to an interview, I hear Fulmer. So I'm kind of going to go with Ryan Fulmer. I, in fact, I even reached out to ask that. But uh, anyway, we'll get it. We'll get that figured that's, out. I just want to make sure. That's also I, every held- time I hear him interviewed, it says... I hear them I, in my ear. I hear the sound Fulmer. Is that what you hear, Aaron? Yes. And uh, that's also how John pronounced it. And I'm assuming he was correct because he actually knew who it was. He, he was like, he played. I remember when he played at Oklahoma State, which he did. So I believe it is Fulmer. He's our age, Aaron. Fulmer, a year or two behind us, but uh, was a really good player for Oklahoma State. In fact, in 1996. He, they went to the uh, – oh, man, now I remember. I think they beat – I think they beat us in the Super Regional or the Regional to get to that World Series that year. I can't remember if it was the Regional or the Super Regional, but I, I swear I think OSU – we had that one where we should have beaten Arkansas. We had a tough uh, thing that happened in the field with our shortstop. That think that one was against Arkansas – but there was one game where we should have beat OSU. And John out there, if he's listening, will remember. 
Tommy B or one of our one of our uh, normal listeners will uh, will text that in two five four six six two sixteen sixty. I do have some memory of this, but nineteen ninety six OSU went to the College World Series, and Ryan Fulmer was playing on that team for OSU. Now he's a tremendous coach for the Golden Eagles of Oral Roberts. All right, speaking of um, evangelist, evangelic. Evangelistic school. Here is someone who comes from a uh, kind of a evangelic, evangelistic. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Aaron, play it. <laughs> it's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Europe Services, Mission Golf Cars. Myatt Fields, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, and Texas Cuisine. Evangelical. <laughs> but, you know, when you try to add the stuff to it, like listic, which I do think that is a word, evangelistic. Okay, there it is. There it is. It just wasn't really flowing. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Everybody's like, Mosley's been dipping into the sauce. I really haven't. Something. I went on a, <laughs> Too I went much on a pre, pre-show walk. And then I'm chasing it with coffee. There you go. Uh, as always, I'm going to have to really demonstrate how <laughs> how fine I am after that. All right. Um, now, did you ever go to an evangelical church or or uh, school, Stephanie? Uh, well, I went to the master's college for college, um, and I guess that was evangelical. If that's the word I'm looking for. It wasn't a Baptist so it wasn't, college. It, was, it wasn't like getting a master's. You're saying they were the, talking about called, our Lord and Savior. Yes. Like the master's yes, college. Yes. Well, I mean, our Lord and Savior. Not everybody yes. who's listening to us has yeah, Lord right. and Savior. Um, so, yeah, I, I went would, to the master's college, and I guess you could say it was evangelical. It wasn't considered Catholic, yeah. Baptist. It was a private school, so that's where I went to college in L.A., actually. Oh, yeah. Did did you witness to people back then? Were you? I oh, actually, right. you yeah. know, I actually went to. I went. I had a full ride scholarship, um, and so I actually went on a music scholarship for sing, for vocal for singing. So I actually did get to travel around and sing a little bit with a group from the college. So I guess you could say yes. How's your uh, <laughs> Aaron? Are we buying that a full ride? I mean, have you ever heard of like a choir member getting a full ride? Um, I, I tell you what I would like is to hear Stephanie at some Sing. point. <laughs> like I knew that was coming. In a Stephanie Sports Corner, we'll have her sing the <laughs> national anthem. Yeah, okay. <laughs> nice, easy song to start off with. Yeah, that's like one of the hardest songs out there to now, sing. <laughs> Stephanie, have you made any life uh, life choices that have affected your voice in a negative manner? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. It didn't get didn't take us too long to get there. I mean, you or, know, we all is. have a past, so I'm just gonna leave my past yeah. there. But no. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, I could probably go. Were you an alto or a soprano? I was a soprano. I was a first and second soprano. I actually did a couple jingles while I was in L.A. and yeah, so I do have a music for, background. For what? For who? For Coca Cola, actually. Oh, you didn't know Stephanie used to be a celebrity. Nope, I wasn't a celebrity. Oh, she's always been that. It was just even it was studio work. On, that's, that's, that's still pretty cool though. Local yeah. radio. She was doing stuff with Q, and uh, 
Mm-hmm. And people still talk about this to, today. I don't know if it's completely politically <laughs> correct, whatever y'all were doing, but you were playing some role with Q. And yes. uh, it was kind of a, y'all were a complimentary unit. Yes. Um, all right, Stephanie, I do not. I, we've taken it. I, I, by the way, I always like where this goes. I like learning things about you. People <laughs> like to know <laughs> the stories so behind Stephanie Sports Corner. Mm-hmm. But, um, Stephanie, what do you uh, what do you have for us today? Well, I came across this, and um, it's called octopus wrestling. Uh, <laughs> and it's a thing. It goes on on the Pacific Northwest. It started in 1963 um, outside of Seattle, Washington. And what you do is you have all these divers, and they dive, of course, into the ocean, and they wrestle octopuses. Well, these octopuses usually cling, which I, I learned this, you know, I've always seen octopuses like swim, like in the Discovery Channel or National Geographic, but they usually cling to like rocks and stuff, like, you know, those sea rocks down in the ocean. And so anyways, these divers dive down, they wrestle an octopus and kill it. And whoever gets the biggest or whatever octopus weighs the most and kills the octopus first wins. Well, in 1976... People were saying, well, if you're going to wrestle these octopus, you know, it's not really good. Make sure that if you kill it, you eat it. You know, just like, you know, if you're going to go hunt something like a deer, let's eat it. Don't just kill to kill. So um, they still do it today. Um, and it's done It's done in the Pacific Northwest, like I said, over in Seattle. And um, so, yeah, so they have the World Octopus Wrestling Championship and anybody can enter. There you go. What do you think about that? You know, <laughs> it takes a I, lot of skill. I think can't about believe it. they were down there, like killing the. I mean, in a in a world where we, like you say, we protect our animals, our marine life. Mm-hmm. Such a violent type deal. Well, the it's not as yeah, it's not as popular. Wrestling, yeah, yeah. It, but it was big in the '60s. So um, now, if they do it, they have to like. You know, mm-hmm. think about it. A 90-pound octopus, that's a big octopus. I mean, that's like a big head. And I think they have, like, what, eight arms or something? 16, I don't know. What do you call those things? The, I guess they're arms. I don't know. I mean, I saw the movie Nemo, so I it looked like they had arms. But anyway, so. I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't really I don't really feel like you should cite seeing <laughs> Nemo as some kind of basis for your understanding of marine life. I didn't really pay um, attention. <laughs> I mean, it's a squid. The arms are, you People know, like eat ten, it. People well, eat just, it. Well, hold on. Just if you'll let me teach some things here. <laughs> okay. They're tentacles. Tentacles. That's it. It's the yeah. holes. Yeah. Yeah. Now well, I, I know, know like, I, yeah. have you ever eaten octopus? Yeah, sure. What do you think calamari is? A squid. Well, is that it. octopus? That's, yes. Are you sure? I thought that's like a baby octopus, right? Octopus, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that's what you're eating when you're eating calamari. Oh, I I learned something new today. (laughs) 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 We we learned things about you today. uh, (laughs) There you go. Now, there's a great documentary, since we always try to provide uh, further information. (laughs) Um, On the octopus, it's called My Octopus Teacher. All right, it's a documentary that came out in 2020. I remember watching it during the pandemic. There's always having to stay home. Yeah. And it's really 
a great story and kind of a moving, poignant story of someone who basically befriends an octopus. And, uh, and it sounds a little strange, but uh, it's truly a neat, you know, it's a really cool uh, documentary. Uh, in fact, it's been described as breathtaking, introspective, and moving. <laughs> All right? And it's so, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, so people loved it. Okay, so what was it called again? Maybe I need to watch it. Uh, no, I think you and Scott would enjoy this. My <laughs> Octopus Teacher. My Octopus Teacher. Interesting. Yeah, and okay. then uh, uh, it is uh, a filmmaker begins diving in a kelp forest off the coast of South Africa and meets a female octopus who casts a spell on him. But like in a, not like okay. a weird, yeah, witchcraft or anything. Yeah. Just a cool, it's a, it's a neat story. Oh, interesting. It's a neat story. All right, yeah. uh, give it some thought. All right, interesting. Octopus yeah. wrestling. Where was it happening, did you say? Uh, what Pacific, part of the world? No- Pacific Northwest, like out in Seattle area, you know, right up, way up there near Canada. You know what that's called? Uh, the Puget Sound. Puget. Oh, uh-huh. look, I've learned two things today. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, should we call this like Mosley's Mosley <laughs> University or something? This is really stuff. No, good stuff. <laughs> I appreciate that. It was a good conversation. It is Stephanie's Sports Corner. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. She's going on about her cleanse now and can return to uh, the workouts and everything. She'll continue listening and monitoring the Matt Mosley Show right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, next, an old friend, former producer of this very show, Stephen Simcox, who also does a daily show about the TCU Horn Frogs. They are in the College World Series. Let's talk about them next. This is ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank Central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood. Cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're coming off a great used car month, and that means we need trades. Cars, trucks, SUVs, we'll pay you top dollar whether you're trading or not. But if you choose to trade, you'll get $1,500 trade assistance towards any purchase of a new Silverado. So trade with people you can trust without all the gimmicks that can save you thousands. 
give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're far feet away, McGregor. We treat you like family. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I had something important I was going to say, but I don't remember what it is. Well, that's good because I would like to talk about the weather. So we've got rain and then we've got hot and then we've got dry and then we've got cold. Oh, that hot thing. That reminded me. Okay. I just can't figure out why I'm single. Tell me why. I'm putting you on the spot. So not only do we do foundation repair, we also install drains. So if you guys are having... Are you telling me I'm draining on you? Ha! Oh, see how I tied that together like chicken and waffles. That's actually good. So give us a call, 254-235-4922 or fixitjimmy.com. Why am I single? Seriously, tell me. Chicken and waffle sounds delicious. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Strike up the mariachi and get to the ballpark Saturday, June 17th for Mexican Heritage Night when the Rangers host the Blue Jays. The first 15,000 fans will get a special Mexican Heritage Rangers cap courtesy of Coca-Cola. After the game, head next door to the CBD Kratom Backyard for music, dancing, and micheladas at Viva Tejas presented by Viva First Bank. It'll be una fiesta más grande. Find tickets and details at rangers.com slash Mexican Heritage Night. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Joined now by Stephen Simcox. Stephen, the uh, former producer of this fine show, and a man who's been on a family vacation. Stephen, I, I apologize. I I did not know Locked On Sports allowed you to go on the road, but I guess you can still file broadcast from really anywhere in the podcast that is. Did you actually take a little vacation, or were you still filing updates from the road, sir? Well, I took a couple of days off. I did upload one episode from the hotel, and I kind of got chastised for the quality of that episode. So I decided maybe it was best that I uh, I take a few days off instead. And so, um, yeah, I, I got a little time off. But, you know, I know the Mosleys, you guys are really good about the whole family getting together, typically going somewhere. And so we try to we try to follow your lead, Matt. And I, I took a few days, got away, but now we're back and producing content again. Can you tell us where you went, or do you like to keep that uh, private? Uh, you don't want folks uh, discovering the secret locations of where the mm-hmm. the Simcoxes uh, spend their family vacations. Yeah, big big trip this year. Went to a small community in Texas called Houston. Uh, lovely, <laughs> lovely little city, and got to go around. Yeah, we took the kids to the uh, Children's Museum there, the aquarium, did a few other things. Found out though, really, like all they wanted to do was stay by the hotel pool. So that was mm. that was really all we needed. But it, it worked out, and yeah, we got away for a few days, and it was a good time. Enjoyed it. There is a beach not that far from Houston on your next That's trip. True. Just 
just so you know, the Galveston. <laughs> and they got a new property, by the way. It's not a new, but that Galvestonian or one of those things that's known for being a beautiful old resort is now in the Bonvoy family, the Marriott Bonvoy family. And I know you're not as dedicated to the Marriott Corporation as I am, but it's just something to, to bear in mind. It's, it's a really nice, a gorgeous pool. The kids would love it. And, uh, you know, you can, you can spend some Marriott points and all that kind of stuff. So just keep keep that in mind for the future. I like that. I'm not sure they allow anybody from McGregor and the Marriott, but I hope that one day we can achieve that status. And I'll I'll keep the Bonvoy family in mind. Lovely family. Sounds like a lovely group of people. Bonvoy's a good one. Just get your points and start working on that. <laughs> What about the um, what about these TCU Horn Frogs going to the College World Series? I mean, it really does have to feel like validation for the hire that was made by Donati, the uh, AD of Kirk Sarlos, and you know we didn't know exactly. Okay, you want to go internal here? You got you could hire a lot of different people would want this job from the outside. I'm sure you've brought that up on Locked In, your Locked In podcast. How do you, um, what do you think about the job Sarlos has done, and has it been just a complete continuation uh, of the Schloss Day, Schloss Nagel, or has he really put his own imprint? What's the, what's the biggest difference you can tell about it, and, and does it feel like huge validation for that hire? Well, I think this team has a lot more of his identity and imprint on it. Last season, one of the big reasons they stayed with him was because they had so many seniors coming back, and they really didn't lose anybody to the transfer portal. A lot of the guys were excited about Coach Starloose taking over. Um, this year he brought in a few freshmen that are really talented. And I, I think from a, a basic standpoint, it's been pretty similar. Now, one thing they did change was that a longtime hitting coach uh, named Bill Moziello who is now at Ohio State. He stayed the first year when the change happened, and then he left this past offseason. And so they brought in a guy named C.J. Bruce from Nevada. Um, and Bill Moziello was much more a, a small ball coach. Um, he really valued patience at the plate. He wanted the guys to try to work counts, get a lot of free bases, uh, put the ball in play, create chaos. And Coach Bruce brought a much more aggressive style um, to this team, you know, more of a, I guess, kind of a sabermetrics, a modern approach, trying to hit more home runs, working on launch angle. And honestly, it took a while for that to take effect. And uh, they lost a game this year to Texas where they had a guy trying to tag up from third to tie the ball game in the ninth and he got thrown out 23-20 and 20 on the season. They were 7-10 and 10 in Big 12 play. And things did not look great. And there were starting to be some murmurs of, well, is, is Kirk really the guy for the job? I mean, is he – in over his head a little bit, did they lose, um, you know, what was such a consistent uh, just standard with Coach Slosnagel at the helm. And since the month of May, they've just been absolutely on fire. The pitching staff has kind of figured things out. They're hitting the ball at a crazy clip. Um, and it, it's all come together. And, I mean, I think also they got, you know, they got kind of a fortunate draw. Indiana State's a good team, but getting uh, to play them at home after winning that regional at Arkansas – was uh, was a huge deal and a huge boost, I, I feel like, this past weekend. And so, you know, you look at it, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a tough tournament. LSU's really good. Wake's really good. But the side of the bracket that TCU's on with a, a, another red-hot team in Oral Roberts and Virginia, I do feel like there's a path here 
for them to possibly, you know, make the championship series at least. And uh, Coach Sarlux has done a great job kind of turning this thing around. Mid-season, um, you know, when it looked like – I mean, there was a time there where there were questions about are they even going to be able to sneak in the postseason, and they sort of just ride the ship at the right time, and now they're riding this wave all the way to, uh, to the College World Series. All right, Oral Roberts coach on at 5 o'clock today, Stephen. Just so it, you yeah. know, Ryan Fulmer – uh and uh that'll be that'll be good so it's a it's a lot of good baseball talk well it's been bittersweet for me to see and i'm happy for him honestly but how about trey richardson and and he's one of those guys you're sort of talking about i don't know that he just had a breakout type season and yet he gets to the postseason and he just went crazy and i guess it was at regional where he had the 11 rbi game and a couple of grand slams, and again, even who he did it against was impressive. Um, that, that's just that's got to go down as one of the great single game performances, especially at that level on that platform in TCU baseball history, and quite honestly, Big Twelve history. He's been really good for them this year, but you're right; he broke out in a huge way in the postseason. I mean, he's typically a guy that he can hit it over the fence, but usually it's more gap to gap, you know, if he does have extra base hits, it's going to be double the occasional triple if he puts it in the right place. Uh, but had those two grand slams and two consecutive innings, hit another home run uh, in that same game. So three home runs that one night and then came back uh, the next day and hit another home run against Arkansas. To the point that Arkansas fans were starting to ask, like, do we need to check this guy's bat? Like he's had two home runs all year. He's at four against us this weekend. That's kind of crazy, but Trey stepped up to the right time, and um, it is sort of one of the intriguing things about this team is it's honestly been a lot of the newcomers uh, that have stepped up. They've had, you know, their shortstop's a freshman, and Anthony Silva, he's been great for them this year. Carson Bowen behind the plate's also a freshman. Uh, he had a really good weekend against Indiana State. Cole Fontenelle's somebody who our, our Waco audience might be familiar with. He's an MCC transfer, and he had a big year. Um, and then Trey Richardson, who we're talking about now, and so I, I do think that is kind of the biggest feather in the cap for Kirk and this coaching staff is they brought in guys that have made an immediate impact. And it's a lot of their players that they recruited, they got to campus um, that have kind of carried this team as the year has gone on. And Braden Taylor in the middle of the lineup is uh, potentially a first-round draft pick, and he's been there for three seasons. He's been a really consistent player. But a lot of these high-impact guys are either transfers or freshmen, and um, I think it just kind of speaks to the ability of this coaching staff to, to recruit at a high level and get talented guys on campus. Steven Simcox on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What about this uh, pitching staff? You mentioned it. They, they sort of got – they found something, got on a bit of a roll. Obviously, it helps when you're getting all sorts of run support. But when did that kind of – when did that break out? I think you said, you know, in May, obviously, it seemed to turn a corner and then get hot in the tournament. Um, and, and kind of how deep is this? I mean, this time of year, if you can create and have some great depth, boy, that is enormous, especially these bullpens. Where is TCU uh, in its pitching depth right now? Well, they started the year, you know, they're one and two starters. Their number one guy was Ryan Vanderheide, the transfer from Kansas. And then they had a, a young man named Cam Brown who's been around for a few seasons 
and both those uh, players sort of sort of washed out. Now Cam Brown's still a part of of the plan. Uh, his roles just kind of changed. Vanderhyen ended up having an injury, but they stumbled upon Cole Klecker. He's a freshman. He's been their ace the past month or so, um, and he's been really effective for them. And then they have a guy named Sam Stoutenborough who came in from – he transferred in from Cal this offseason, and he was sort of like a long-relief middle-inning guy to start the year, but he's turned into their number two starter now, and he's done a really nice job. He's not super flashy. Like, he doesn't have amazing stuff. He doesn't throw in the mid-90s, but he just kind of gets out. He battles. He'll give you five or six innings every time he takes the mound. Uh, and so I don't think they have the deepest staff at this tournament, and it's going to – be really important for them to try to stay in the winner's bracket as it is for everybody else. Um, but one thing they do have is, is some bullpen depth. They got a couple of guys in Luke Savage and Ben Abelt who can both throw multiple innings and they sort of almost use their starters and those middle relief guys interchangeably. I think most nights they feel like, if, okay, if we can get four or five innings from our starter and stay in the game, then we can start bringing in these different bullpen guys. Um, Garrett Wright's a, a player from College Station who's their closer, and he's got free electric stuff. He's really only a, a one-inning type of guy. But, yeah, I think they're they're set up well if they can win these first couple of games. You know, one nice thing about the College World Series, too, is you have some built-in off days. They'll play Friday, and then they'll play again Sunday. And then the schedule picks up a little bit. But it's not like a regional where you're turning around and potentially playing a doubleheader and playing multiple days in a row. Um, so it is more of a normal baseball schedule, and it allows your relief guys to throw in consecutive games, which is not something you always have the benefit of uh, in some of the earlier rounds. But they don't have just like they don't have five or six guys who can go out there and start a game for them. But they do have a couple solid starters and some interchangeable parts in the bullpen that they kind of mix and match and, and make it work. And the way they've been swinging the bats um, is really just more about. You know, not necessarily holding everybody to two or three runs, but trying to hang around in the game and um, and make sure that they, if they have to make a comeback, that that's still possible. Uh, they're not going to blow you away with the pitching staff, but they've been solid here the past month and a half, and it's been a huge part of their turnaround. Did you feel bad for the University of Texas last night? <laughs> I know some people in the conference were kind of laughing about it. I love Peyton Powell from Robinson. What a great guy. What a great player over at third base. But to to have it in that way, I mean, you know, in a game yeah. where they've made that big comeback, we're down 6-3, uh, get it back to 6-6, six, six, and then get out of the inning and have something silly happen like that. Where the ball I, – I, I was watching that second baseman point out there to it, and I thought to myself, and looking back, <laughs> and I'm sure he wishes he had of just taken off. You know, that thing was hit so high – and he did have a bead on it. I, I'm sure in retrospect he's thinking, well, I probably should have, I probably should have, you know, taken off because he's trying to show them the ball. And that's not an easy thing to do, you know, like, no. hey, there it is. There it is up there. I know neither one of you could see it. And on top of it, that right fielder is awesome. Did you see that throw yeah. he made earlier in the game? I mean, mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. Uh, Dylan, I think is his name, maybe Dylan Campbell yeah. or something, but, Dylan Campbell, uh, yeah. that was rough, man. Uh, what was your, what were your initial thoughts when you saw that happen? No, I did feel that. I mean, it's really tough for me. I know one of the things about the SEC is they all kind of, they, they fight each other, but then in the postseason they all kind of band together and they're like, well, Hey, I know 
all of us can't win, but if one of us does, we'll just sort of all hang a banner and collectively uh, take that championship. I don't feel like the Big 12 necessarily has that same unity. It's really tough for me to root for Texas, but I did feel bad for especially Dylan Campbell. You know, you talked about that throw he made. He also had a great at bat in the eighth inning where yes. he fouled off a lot of pitches, got a single to tie that game, you know, with two outs. And and so I did feel for him. It reminded me a few years back, uh, Baylor baseball, they won the Big 12 tournament, and it was still when it was when the tournament was still in OKC. And TCU was fighting, and they were trying. They they had to win the tournament to make the postseason. And uh, their outfielders lost the ball in the sun twice in the ninth inning. Like they had a they had nobody on in two outs, and Baylor hit a couple pop ups, and they couldn't track it down in the sun. And so they ended up scoring the tie and run. And then Jay Langoliers had a base hit in extra innings to win it. But it's just it's the worst way to win a baseball game. Um, I, I don't know. It, it does feel like baseball, especially because I guess there's because there's no clock. And the pace of the game sort of moves differently. The the losses feel more cruel than any other sport. You know, I, I know in basketball, obviously, you can lose on a last second shot. In football, you can lose on a last play. But that was a, that was a really tough way for it to end. It was hard to see Campbell, you know, in tears in the outfield immediately after it happened. But um, it was a great ball game, and I think that Texas team kind of overachieved, honestly. But the standard there is so high. I'm sure. There are people yeah. that are not too happy with David Pierce and company. Yeah. You should explain that to them, that they weren't really supposed to be there anyway, so they shouldn't <laughs> be that upset. I'm sure they'll understand. Yeah, they'll get it. <laughs> well, our man Peyton, pow, 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 uh, he, how about that big hit he had with that mm-hmm. double? I mean, that was huge. You're right. Dylan had his, so that was, uh, that was a tough deal for the old Longhorns. Aaron, by the way, was sending out tweets, kind of, kind of making fun of the Longhorns. <laughs> he was Aaron right out there. The bear, I appreciate that about Aaron. He just wants to get in there, kind of troll people a little bit. That's good. You need that as a producer. You need that that spirit. Long as he doesn't do it to me. One time I caught him like somebody was trashing me, and I I happened to see on Twitter Aaron gave him a retweet or a like, and I thought, oh my goodness, <laughs> I got enough haters out there without my own producer. I know he's got a he's got a burner account that's like at uh, I hate Matt Mosley. <laughs> he's just killing you. This, this is what I hear Mosley's like every day behind the scenes. Like who's putting this out there? Who could this be? Golly, you and Aaron could write a book. I don't know if anybody would be interested in that, but y'all could at least do like a podcast on it or something behind the scenes with Mosley. All right. Uh, Stephen, great to visit with you. Glad y'all had a good time in Houston. Everybody needs to visit Houston at some point in their lives. And <laughs> One of our great American cities, one of the underrated cities in our country. I hope you guys flew out of Colleen to get there. <laughs> it is, they, they do have direct flights right to the Hobby Airport, I think. <laughs> you got to be on a military transport, but it'll get you there. Okay. All right, Stephen. Good to visit. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Always fun, Matt. Thank you. There he goes, Stephen Simcox. And he's got that Locked On TCU podcast. Very popular. Very popular. In fact, uh, early, recently they were talking about Hoss Haney going to TCU with some kind of national type uh, recruiting person. 
and uh, got a lot of views. In fact, the Haney family reached out to me. They're like, do you know this guy? I said, yeah. Yeah, he's a great friend of mine. So, anyway, they're really making an impact out there. Locked on TCU. If you if you care to kind of follow the Horn Frogs and that time, locked on Baylor is our our buddy uh, Drake Toll, who's off in Alaska right now calling baseball. So we've got an interesting family that's uh, kind of moving around the country. Okay, a reminder: five o'clock, the head coach of Oral Roberts, and they're making an unbelievable run to the College World Series. That's going to be fun. Uh, but next, it is time for Campus Confidential. What does Aaron have on the agenda? Find out next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Are you looking for a unique Father's Day gift? Enroll your weekend warrior in Helbert's Barbecue 101 class Sunday, June 25th. Participants in the Barbecue 101 will enjoy cold beverages, eat smoked meats, and talk all things brisket from selecting one at the grocery store to slicing the finished product. Plus, enjoy a tour of Helbert's operation. Everyone will go home with some fresh swag, and a lucky few will win valuable raffle items. Register online at helbertbarbecue.com slash BBQ class before all the spots fill up. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Chance Wilcox lived his life with a kind heart, and anyone would tell you that. But I'll never forget the call that my only son, with so much life ahead of him, had been killed instantly by a distracted driver on her cell phone. The happiness we all had and enjoyed up until that time was gone in one second by a 100% preventable action. Heads up, Texas. Using your phone behind the wheel can be deadly. Talk, text, crash. Brought to you by TextDot. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Like most of us, Ronnie Weethorn's reflecting on his dad these days. Who do you turn to for advice? When I needed a plumber, I asked my dad. When I wasn't sure what car to buy, I asked my dad. But one time, I chose my own mechanic. That didn't turn out so well. Dad looks at me and says, what did you do that for? I could have told you not to use that guy. So what are you going to do when you need foundation repair? You better ask Dad. And Dad, if you want to be the hero, you better say the foundation doctor. 
Only the Foundation Doctor will care for your kid's home the way you do. We never recommend work you don't need, and we offer the best products for the best value. The doctor will never be that guy. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls. The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Happy Father's Day. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at TurnerChevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Okay, uh, it is Matt Mosley, and Aaron's been gathering up all sorts of information we're going to go through. we got some college baseball coming up. In fact, Ryan Fulmer is going to be on with us, the uh, head baseball coach at uh, Oral Roberts University. Very exciting deal um, to uh, to get to talk, and, and you can look at them on Twitter. They're very active right now. Um, we've got friends from there. You know, Paul Mills just went to Wichita State from there. Sam Patterson's an assistant, base, uh, assistant basketball coach there. And so we've got all kinds of ties to uh, the ORU program. Maybe that's it, Aaron. Maybe that's why during, like, what should have been the busiest time of this coach's life, they they decided to make some time for him to come on the Mosley Show. Who knows? We're just glad to have him. We'll have him coming up here in a few minutes at 5 o'clock. Aaron, what do you have in Campus Confidential as we thank Jim Turner Chevrolet for continuing to do such an incredible job in our community out in McGregor, moving those trucks around, uh, moving them right off the lot. Uh, Aaron, what do you have for us, sir? Houston men's basketball coach Kelvin Sampson and assistant head coach Kellen Sampson signed new contracts with the program, the school announced. Kelvin Sampson's contract now runs through the 26-27 season and makes him one of the nation's top paid head coaches he was making $3.2 million per year. He will now make just under $5 million at about $4.8 million. Kellen Sampson's new contract formalized the coaching secession plan upon the elder Sampson's departure from the program. Kellen Sampson is the designated head coach in waiting and will take over when his father retires. Oh, Aaron, that always works, doesn't it? That's always. Now, I know you're very close to this scene. I'm hoping it works better I, this time. <laughs> i got to be sensitive to this. Aaron is, um, as a family member, his sister is married to the younger Samson, Kellen, and um, and so he loves that program and monitors it closely. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the son coaching waiting – We did that with Bob Knight. They tried that at Texas Tech. Not a lot of times where we've seen that totally work. Aaron, can you think of a time it has? The coach in waiting. Uh, I'm thinking about football or basketball. Yeah, I'm I'm having trouble. Because when you mentioned it, I thought the same thing. Like, Uh I think this will work out better. But Coach in waiting. The ones that were coming to mind (laughs) – it didn't work out very well. Uh, and it's not always a son. Right. It can be like a coach Protégé. waiting like it. Uh, but, like, it was all, it got a little awkward at Texas because they made that guy the coach in waiting for uh, Mac Brown. Was and Mac Ma- wasn't really interested in leaving. And then that guy ends up going to Florida, Muschamp. Muschamp, yeah. 
Yeah, and um, and then they made Lincoln Riley the coaching waiting to Stoops, or at least that was the thing behind the scenes. And I think they, well, I think they wanted to to give him that title. And Bob basically said, "Oh, just you can have it. I'm just going to retire. <laughs> if you want to make him coaching waiting, let him have it now." And uh, of course, that's why Bob felt pretty betrayed by Lincoln because Bob. I probably had a few good years left, and he stepped aside for Lincoln, and he kind of maybe gave up a couple of years on the end of his college coaching career. I don't know if that's fair to Lincoln or not, but I do kind of think deep down that's the way Bob feels. Best of luck, though. And Kelvin's a, he's an energetic. He's young for whatever age he is. Aaron, would you say he's in his mid to late 60s now? Did it say in that article? Kelvin, I bet he's... I bet he's got to be pushing like 60, 65 or 66, but uh, he's okay. Very close. He is uh, 67 years old. Okay. I think he could coach easily another three seasons and then maybe maybe hang it up when he's – although Popovich is still going strong at 70, so you never know. And that was a good job by his agent – letting it out there that he had interviewed for a NBA head coaching job. Very well done by the agent. All right. And that, of course, helped precipitate the big deal. He deserved one anyway. But it never hurts to have someone else interested in you. All right, Aaron? Always use that. Just uh, even if no one in local radio is, Aaron, let's just tell them. Let's right. Let's tell the, the owners, you know, hey. Yeah, hey. that – Interviewing for the uh, Bucks head coaching job worked out well for him. Mm-hmm. Whether we'll never know if he actually did. You know, it's kind of like maybe he just stopped by to say hi to some of his old friends. Right. Was it a true interview? I guess we'll never know. All right, what else do you have? Tyler Shuck has been named the starting quarterback for Texas Tech for the third consecutive season. The team announced Shuck, who is eight and zero. In games, he has started and finished with the Red Raiders. will take the first snaps of this upcoming season. He was limited to four starts in 2021 because of a broken collarbone and missed six games last season because of a shoulder injury in the opening contest. You know, I keep wanting to call all these tech quarterbacks a little brittle. I'm probably thinking of that former one who ended up at Michigan or somewhere, and he's already transferred again, I think. Bowman, I forget where he is now. Allen Bowman, pretty good quarterback, just kept getting hurt. Shuck feels a little bit like that. Where did some of those backups go, Aaron? So is Baron Morton still there? I guess he is. The other quarterback left to go somewhere, and I can't think who it is. You know, who kind of had a... Did a nice job as the backup. Bears ran into him a couple of years ago, and they played against him. What was that guy's name? Ty- Tyler something? Tyler Johnson? Anyway, we'll have to uh, investigate, but uh, good for Shuck. Good quarterback. Was pretty good at Oregon, I believe it was, and uh, I, I think uh, could solidify that position at Texas Tech. But uh, for whatever reason, that is a place – where they have an extremely hard time keeping quarterbacks healthy. And that just goes back a ways. You know, when's the last time, Aaron, a quarterback at Tech 
I get you'd almost have to go back to Mahomes to have someone that just had a steady run without really sustaining any injuries or whatever. They just don't they have a little trouble keeping folks healthy. And that's a lot of quarterbacks, but especially at Texas Tech. Kansas State men's basketball coach Jerome Tang picked up a big commitment from the transfer portal. Creighton transfer Arthur Kaluma, the highest-ranked men's basketball player still in the portal, portal, committed to Kansas State. He's a 6'8 forward from Arizona, originally from Uganda. Uh, actually, excuse me, he represents Uganda internationally in multiple tournaments. He was a, a top 100 in ESPN's NBA draft rankings and attended the draft combines. He averaged 11.8 points, six, point, six rebounds per game last season on 31% three-point shooting and averaged a little over 10 points as a freshman. Now you said he's from the state of Arizona, but wasn't this the kid that was at Creighton? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Kaluma. And I think he had a brother playing for one of those other teams they ran up against. I can't remember if that was FAU or I don't think it was UConn. But there was somebody they ran up against that his brother was playing on the other team. But uh, Kaluma, Arthur Kaluma, uh, this a very interesting player. Would have loved to have had him. Boy, I, that's what Kansas State does. They just kind of load up. Didn't they get Tyler Perry as well? They did, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And Kaluma chose Kansas State over Kentucky and Alabama. I mean, what he's done in about a year at that program has just been amazing. I mean, you think he could have had more NIL money at one of those places? I think the answer is yes. Although Jerome Jerome may be out there raising some NIL money. Let's remember, Aaron, this is a state school. Everybody loves to try to take down Kansas in that state. You just never know. You never know. But I, I find that very interesting. Kaluma to Kansas State. And I would say get Kansas State off the bubble. I've already been looking at some of these uh, Joe Lenardi deals. Get these folks off the bubble because what they're putting together at Kansas State is a solid team that could end up competing for the Big 12 championship. I don't think that's going too far to say that. Do I think Houston is that much better going into the season in Kansas State? I do not. I do not, and I'm sure Houston's ranked top 10. I don't think they're that far ahead of Kansas State. I don't think they're that far ahead of Baylor, even though they got one of Baylor's really good guards. All right, Aaron, it is time to speak to the head coach, Oral Roberts Baseball. Ryan Fulmer joins us next. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town, featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies, bring two or more friends for ladies' night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. Hey guys, it's Jana with well, Advanced. Done yet? Go ahead. All right, now. Uh, it's still Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. You're killing people. I, I, but you interrupt. Okay. Oh, hey, that's my sister. Hey, I'm dyslexic. You're on the radio. We're doing commercials. Oh my gosh. Hey, 
If y'all want foundation repair and you don't want to talk to me, let me give you my kid sister's number. Hang on, I gotta find it. No, I call her Poo no. Dog. No. 254-716-0334. No. Call her. Her name is Jana. I call her Poo Dog. Ask her why. That my name is Jana. Her oh wait, no, her name's Jana. Jennifer. But all Jennifer's gonna do is tell me to call them. So you might as well just tell them to call the office. No, call Jan call Jennifer, my kid's sister, late at night. She loves it. Oh my word. She can't hardly sleep. I don't think anybody's gonna do that. I'm turning my phone on do not. Bunch of stalkers. Okay, but our office number is two five four two three five four nine two two. I'm lying. She sucks at cooking. And that's Monday through Friday, eight to five. All right, call us. Two, five, say bye, Pooh. Bye. Or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. The source for Baylor athletic news and information. ESPN Central Texas. It's Genco's 70-year Platinum Auto event. Now's the time to go platinum at Genco, where we've been saving members money by paying less for their cars, lowering their interest rates, and reducing their payments. Refinance now and receive a rate as low as 5.09% for 48 months. Then skip your payments for 70 days. Apply online and get an additional rate discount of 0.15%. Go platinum. 70 days, no pay platinum. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policy. For more information, go to JimcoFCU.org, member NCUA. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Ryan Fulmer on the uh, line with us, ORU head baseball coach. Ryan, congratulations. So excited for y'all. And uh, just announced a little while ago the big send-off, 1230, out there at the stadium. And uh, that's going to be, I mean, 
How many people you think are going to show up for that? There's got to be a ton of excitement around there. Congratulations. Well, I appreciate it. We're looking forward to the send-off. And I tell you what, uh, uh, our fans have been, have, been, uh, have been really special during this run. You know, we had several hundred people in Stillwater, obviously, being this close to, to Tulsa. We were able to, to travel really well. But, man, we had a couple hundred people up in, in Eugene, Oregon this weekend, too, and they sounded like a couple thousand people. So uh, our fans have, have been amazing through this stretch run, and we look forward to seeing some of those people tomorrow. You handle those folks from Stillwater pretty well, uh, <laughs> a place you know extremely well. I mean, isn't that interesting? Have taken them down, what, three times this season. Uh, you're all my mater. That, that, that has to, uh, that ha- I mean, that has to be a big thing when you all could perform like that and have the success against teams of that ilk. Uh, I would imagine along the way that just gave you guys more and more confidence. Well, I, th- I think so. Um, you know, first, it's a little bit bittersweet for me. You know, Josh uh, Holiday and I were college teammates. Uh, I served on Rob Walton's staff here at Oral Roberts for nine years as an assistant coach with him as well. So have a lot of ties uh, in the other dugout. Um, so sometimes it's it's bittersweet. But, yeah, I think it gave our guys a ton of confidence. When you, when you look at the regional and the regional uh, sites came out and the brackets came out, you look at it and – Man, what a great regional that was. You talk about four really, really good teams. Uh, we felt fortunate to be part of that um, and even more fortunate to be able to play well and get through it. So uh, it was a great atmosphere, a uh, fun thing to be a part of. Did you guys take it personally, what your seating was, or or did that not really do anything to you? Obviously, you came out and performed extremely well. Now you're all the way to the College World Series. But it is kind of amazing. You're one of only three since whatever it was, 99, that have come from that four regional seed. It, it's pretty historic. What was, the, what was y'all's initial reaction when you saw the seeding? You know, and again, this is going to sound like coach speak, but this is the honest truth. Uh, you know, that didn't mean a whole lot to us. We knew we had a good team. Uh, we knew what we had in that clubhouse, in the locker room, and guys were confident that uh, wherever they were going to send us, whatever seat it was, that, you know, if we played well, we're going to have an opportunity to win. Uh, just so happened we, we were in with three really good teams and, uh, and able to get it done. And you talked about the seed, and we understand the historic fact that, that that is, but I'll give you a little uh, a little snippet here too. There were there were three of them, three four seeds that advanced to Omaha. Uh, there's only been one four seed to win a national title, and that was Fresno State. I think it was 2012. I could be wrong on the year, but the head coach of that team is uh, uh, Mike was Mike Batesel, and Mike is an ORU alum. So uh, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm lobbing it to you. Uh, so we're excited <laughs> to, to be in that group. <laughs> You were in radio at one point, weren't you, when you were the, the director of baseball ops at Oklahoma State. It's almost like you've done some of this research before. Well, a little bit. You know, I, uh, uh, I'm sure proud of, of what we've done here and, and the historic program that, that I've been fortunate to be a part of. Um, so you don't forget things like that, and you root for guys that have, that have put on the uniform here. And, um, you know, at that time, man, we were happy for – for Coach Batesel and what he did at Fresno and, as you said, playing a little bit of that underdog role and, and finding a way to get it done from a long way down. And, um, you know, we're going to use whatever momentum we can going into it. So, uh, you know, we're excited. 
you played in Omaha. What do you remember about that experience? And will you kind of convey some of that to your team as you kind of get them ready for what that atmosphere is going to be like? I guess that was a different ballpark that you played in back in 96. But what will you uh, will you be able to use some of the things you gained from uh, from that trip? Well, you're aging me a little bit, you know, but yeah, that was a long time ago. Um, to answer your question, sure. You know, I, uh, we had a team meeting today and, uh, I, I, I've been fortunate to, to have been a part of three of these things. So this will be my third trip. One is a player, uh, one is the director of operations on staff at Oklahoma state. Um, and now this will be the third trip. So yeah, I tried to reflect a little bit on, uh, on my experiences and share those and, uh, I think the thing that I conveyed the, the most and, and I think is going to be the toughest thing to tame when, once you get there is all the noise around the games. And I don't mean the crowd noise. I mean all the stuff that goes along with being one of the final eight teams and playing in a historic tournament in a historic town. Um, you know, it's, it, it's synonymous with college baseball. It's unique. It's special. Um, but there's a lot of noise that goes along with it. So, you know, how do we – uh, how do we, as a group, that, that we stay insulated and we stay focused on the reason we're ultimately there, but at the same time enjoying the moment? Uh, I think that's a unique balance. And the second thing I told them was this you know, we, we went through the Stillwater Regional, uh, four outstanding teams there, a really tough environment, a tough place to play, and we were able to get through it. We go the next weekend to Eugene, Oregon, and, and I've shared this with a lot of people that. Uh, maybe the toughest environment I've been a part of to try to go through and win a series, and especially after you drop the first game like we dropped the first game, but you're able to get through it. Now you go into a place like Omaha, and it's going to be a it's going to be a neutral site. The only thing uh, people in Omaha want to see is they want to see a good college baseball game, and that's what they get. There, there's not going to be 8,000 people screaming and rooting against you. There's going to be a lot of people cheering about good baseball, and that's going to be very unique as well. So I think our guys will handle it well. Hopefully some of the experience I shared will give them confidence going into the weekend. What did you say to your team after game one versus Oregon? I, I remember seeing you're up 8-0. I kind of moved on to something else, and then I kind of had that sinking feeling when I looked back and saw the way it ended up. Uh, sure. You lived it. Uh, but you have to shake it off and get ready to play that next game. How do you deal with the pain and the agony of that while getting them to turn the page as quickly as possible? Well, to be honest, I didn't have to say a whole lot. You know, we had gone on a uh, winning streak, and I'm not real sure what the number was, 22 21. or 23, uh, whatever it was going into that game. And uh, I quickly told him, man, it's about time we lost at some point. You know, it was coming at some point, but uh, you hate for it to be that moment in the way you did it. But ultimately, it's it's a loss. However you want to slice it, however you want to dissect it, it's one loss. We still had an opportunity to win the series, uh, and we got a, a group of tough, resilient, uh, determined, disciplined guys that just took it in stride you know they're they're like okay let's go you know let's get this thing done and kids are smart they saw all the analytics and all the data coming out about you know uh 70 percent of super regional winners win game one and uh they weren't going to be part of that stat so um decided to strap it on and let's go and uh again as 
as a guy that has a really good seat, and I got a great seat for all, all three games, it was it was a lot of fun to watch those guys recover. Ryan Fulmer joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Oral Roberts head baseball coach. Some of your players, it's just remarkable. Uh, Jonah Cox comes to mind. A hit streak, 47 games right now. I mean, the streaks y'all had, the 21 in a row you just referenced. But he's hit safely 62 of 63 games. I mean, I'm sure you don't want people reminding him of that, but it doesn't seem to phase him. I mean, is that just is that kind of throughout your lineup, guys that just keep have that blinders, their blinders up, and are are able to focus like that? I, I tell you what, we we've kind of gone the other direction. The streak isn't something that we talk about, uh, but everybody knows it's there. It's you know, it's the pink elephant in the room, right? Everybody everybody knows what's going on, um, so we embrace that. Um, and and what we've what we've done is we've been able to share that pressure with Jonah. You know, he's he's not an on an island by himself doing this alone. You know, guys are pulling for him, guys are rooting for him, guys are, you know, guys are right there with him. So I think when you when you collectively share those moments, it becomes a lot easier and and a lot less stressful for the guy that's actually going through those. And the other part of that is, you know, to go on a streak like this, you got to have a lot of things go your way. Number one, you better be really good, and he, he's an outstanding player, great bat to ball skills, athletic, can run can do a lot of things. The second part is you better have some good people around you to help you protect getting enough pitches um, to be able to protect that streak. And the third part is, man, you got to have some things go your way. If you don't have any of those things, it's probably not going to happen. But he's been fortunate uh, on several different occasions. He's got good people around him, uh, and he's an outstanding player. So I think our guys just in, in, embrace being part of that because, as you said, uh, again, something else that doesn't come along very often, you don't get to be a part of very often. So we're enjoying that moment, enjoying it with them. All right. In the TCU matchup, ORU's played them a lot over the years. You've been a part of quite a few of those. I think 45 times the teams have played. So no strangers. TCU's had the upper hand in recent years. What do you think about this TCU team, though, as you start to zero in and and prepare uh, for the College World Series? I tell you, I'm I'm impressed by several things. Number one, we we know this is going to be a team that's um, that's really good. You don't get to this part of the season without being really good. You don't get to this part of the season without being hot at the right time. So it's a team that's playing extremely well uh, right now. We know they're well coached. I think one of the things that's most impressive to me is the development of some of the young players over the course of a season. Uh, you look at how young this team is and how talented this team is, and they. They're just starting to come into their own, so very impressed by the by the job that uh, that Kirk has done, and and super excited to be able to to be able to share the field and go compete. And as you said, man, they they ended our season last year, so uh, hopefully we can play a little bit better this year. All right, that 1978 ORU team. Uh, are you hearing from any of those players, people that were involved with that team? I'm sure they take a great deal of pride. Been a few years. Since that, that has to be uh, pretty neat. First time in whatever that is, what forty something years, forty five yeah, years. What what sure. uh, what are you hearing from that bunch? We're gonna have a bunch bunch of those guys that are actually gonna be in Omaha this weekend. So we're excited uh, to to not only share this moment with that team, uh, but we also wanna we wanna make sure that we share the moment with the teams that just came up a little bit short too. 
we've had a lot of good teams over the years and uh, a storied baseball tradition here. And uh, to be part of the second team that's ever broke through that barrier and gotten to the College World Series is special. But we want to make sure our guys understand that, you know, it's not about them. It's not about this moment. It's about all the people that came before you that helped build that tradition. And we want to make sure we share it with everybody, not just the 78 team, but all those teams that came up a little bit short. Well, I tell you, the recruiting, some of these players, watching Patton the other night, uh, he just seemed to be really calm. You know, in a moment, like you're saying, that environment, they were trying to get behind Oregon, trying to get another role going or a rally, and they just don't. You know, Caleb, I think, advances to 8-0 for you. I mean, the, the what about your pitching, not only this season, but in this postseason? Um, you know, it, what, what about your depth, and do you think it's ready for – uh, this this stage, I know you think you're ready, but what, how, you know, talk a little bit about you know what's gotten you to this point with this uh, with this starting rotation and then the depth out of the bullpen. Yeah, our our rotation's been almost the same almost every weekend all year, which is probably unique around the country. We've been fortunate to stay fairly healthy through the season, uh, so I think health is part of it. I think the next part is a very consistent rotation. You know, we're gonna we're gonna start. Jacob Hall on, on Friday, and we're going to start Harley Gallert on Sunday. And those two have taken the ball every Friday and Saturday all year long. Um, and they've been very consistent. You know, Harley's a 10-game winner. doesn't happen very often. Jacob Hall has been very consistent in his starts throughout the year. But we thought going into the year our bullpen had a chance to be our strength. Um, and I think when you go into this tournament – and the way it's bracketed and the way it's set up with the off days in between, having a really good bullpen, man, can really help you get through one of these. So we feel really good about our bullpen. We thought it was our strength. It has been our strength throughout most of the year. Um, so we're excited for those guys to get the opportunity. You talk about our starting rotation, and we also have a guy at the back end that's been a two-time All-American for us who saved 15 games this year. And Man, we're going to find a way to try to get him the ball late. Uh, in a tight game and, and see what happens. So, uh, you know, as far as what we're going to do with our staff, I think we'll be a little bit more aggressive with our bullpen because we like our bullpen so much and then hopefully uh, get the ball to Cade Denton on the back end of the game at some point. All right. I love your leadoff hitter with those glasses up there. I think that can be a little intimidating, you know, him up there. And I'm amazed at all these guys with, like, you know, mustaches and the long hair and all that kind of thing that we see yeah. in college baseball now. And like the Raleigh fingers type looks that out there. I mean, I, coach, I don't know about you. I could not grow one of those when I was in college. If I yeah, if I, I wanted, I, could to. Grow, I couldn't grow one like that. And I'm definitely not cool enough to pull one of those off. So, <laughs> man, it was uh, it was a moot point if you're if you're going through me. I'm definitely not that guy. But yeah, it is unique, right? I mean, uh, there's a, there's a lot of characters on our team too. And as you said, mustaches and long hair and. Mm-hmm. Man, we got we got some characters for sure. But you mentioned Jake McMurray, and I'd like to touch on him a little bit too. Yeah, you know, because uh, we've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this for 20 years, and have had the opportunity to coach a lot of really great players. And and Jake is one of those unsung heroes that uh, that does everything behind the scenes to make your team better. Uh, he is the unquestioned leader of our team, and has been a great leader uh, throughout his time here. And uh, what a relaxing feeling to have a guy like that in the locker room, in the clubhouse that people respect and people follow. And, uh, man, he, he has been the guy for us. So uh, I'm glad people are finally noticing the things that he does 
quietly behind the scenes, and he's had a heck of a year for us, too. All right, glad you talked about him. Do you think OSU and OU and Tulsa will kind of uh, get behind you guys now that you're uh, in the College World Series? What's what's that like? I know you have great friends from, uh, from all those sure. places. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, Oklahoma is full of great people, um, and, and I think that's the attraction to – to living in this part of the country is the people in the community, and uh, absolutely, uh, I know when uh, whenever those guys have success, and the run that OU had last year was un- unbelievable, and to be able to reach out to those guys and congratulate them and, and kind of cheer them on from afar was special, and I'm sure they'll do, they'll do the same for us. All right, and people in the Northeast too, you got connections right. up there, so they'll uh, I got a lot. they'll. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be they'll be on your side as well but uh all these coaches i love oru because sam patterson of course paul mills was there and they've got baylor ties and uh yeah. so i think a lot of people around the country uh will be jumping on the oru bandwagon if they weren't there already so it'll be uh it'll be very exciting coach excited for you can't wait to watch you'll get after it and you know while you're at it bring home a national title might as well we're going, we're going to try to get it done. I appreciate y'all having me on. You bet. There he goes. Uh, Coach Ryan Fulmer of uh, Oral Roberts University. And what a what a story it is. The four seed, the regional, they didn't care. He probably is sick of people bringing it up. Uh, they're a good baseball team, and they went out and took care of business. In fact, they beat DBU 6-5 in that regional. And, Aaron, I happen to be looking today, and they – DBU had beaten them three times this year, a sweep back in March. And so it is amazing to watch these teams kind of turn the corner, get rolling. Uh, Now, again, they did not luck into this. Their record right now is 51-12. and And you say, well, it's Summit League. Yeah, some good teams in that league. And plus, they're playing midweek all kinds of teams. They beat uh, Oklahoma State three times this year. Two of the times OSU was ranked in the top 20 when they played them. And um, it, between Jake McMurray, who he was talking about, uh, it's uh, it's an easy team. Mac McCroskey uh, is another good player. Three RBIs the other night in that game. And then McMurray, who he talked about, four for five with two RBIs and three runs in that winning game the other night. Aaron, it's uh, there's a lot of luck involved, but there's also a, a ton of skill. And I like what he said about, you know, going to lean on that bullpen and probably be a little more aggressive. And, of course, what he means is, I mean, at the first sign of any issues with those starters, even if they're going fine, he's going to get those games to the bullpen. And then he's obviously got someone he loves as his closer. So, uh, really cool stuff. And a busy week when they're getting ready to go to Omaha. How cool is that, that they got Coach on with us, Ryan Fulmer. And, uh, Aaron, you've already been on the bandwagon. I'm firmly on the ORU bandwagon. What are we going to do, root for TCU? Right. Oh, yeah, they're the Big 12. That's right. We got to root for TCU. Sure. You bet. You bet. I don't mind seeing Trey Richardson do well, the former Baylor great. Uh, and I wasn't even mad at him when he left. You know, the, the things change. Coaches change. That's not who he signed to play with. That's okay. That's okay. 
I, I, I've got no problem rooting for him. Not exactly just making posters over at my house for the Frogs. I, I can't say I'm totally rooting against them, though. I won't tell you what I was doing during that Stanford-Texas game. I felt horrible for those outfielders, though. Uh, and I felt for our guy, Peyton Powell, um, from Robinson. We had him on last week. He was incredible. And uh, what a great season. And in the eighth inning, when they made that comeback, he had the huge hit. I mean, he hit he had that double. And I love that little celebration he does at second base, whatever that is. Uh, that was a big, big hit that he had. And that, Aaron, got that game to, I believe, 6-5. And I think Dylan Campbell got a hit that took it. Uh, I think he hit one up the middle to make it to 6-6. That guy... That Dylan Campbell, he made an incredible throw in the outfield, nailed a guy at third, trying to get to third base, and then they just couldn't find that fly ball. Aaron, what do we call that out there in Stanford, out there in Northern California? Kind of the gloaming lights, kind of the – I don't know what that was, man. Apparently the Aggies had trouble locating some balls out there. Okay, there's probably an Aggie joke in there somewhere. But they pointed to the sky. I kept thinking to myself, Aaron, think about how long that ball was in the air. I think in retrospect, whoever saw it, and I think that second baseman saw it pretty quickly, once he saw those dudes, I think what you probably have to do as an outfielder is you got to get your hands in the air, like give that sign, like I don't see it, I don't see it, I don't see it. I don't know that the infielder totally understood how dire it was. You know, sometimes you think, well, they may can't see it, but they'll eventually see it. Well, they never saw it, and that's how Stanford won the game. Aaron, did it look like Stanford felt apologetic about that win? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. They were happy to get the somebody, W. Somebody on social media immediately put the Titanic – theme song on there i saw that i don't think they had it properly you know it didn't end right or whatever right. but still kind of that's always kind of a funny bit in something like that it's not funny for longhorns i'm not i'm not laughing now aaron may have been poking fun uh on twitter last night you know you could have seen aaron sexted now aaron did you do that from your personal or from the esp i think it was your personal one, yeah it was my <laughs> I did feel terrible, though, for the outfielders. It really wasn't their Uh fault. Like you mentioned, it happened twice to A&M, and it cost them runs both times. So it's obviously Mm. something that has nothing to do with their talent. They're both great outfielders. I mean, that's tough. That's tough for the old Longhorns. Now, Aaron, who do we we root for in the College World Series? I am firmly on that bandwagon. Yeah, I'm firmly on that bandwagon. Even before we talked to Coach Fulmer, now, doesn't he seem like a good dude? Super, super nice, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big, hey, big Mosley Show listener, Ryan Fulmer. Aaron, is that true? I think so. I kept hearing, I kept hearing those people say his name on TV, and it sounded like they were saying Fulmer. But right before we came on, the SID kind of spelled it out like F-O-L-M-E-R. So I kind of went with Fulmer. And I think I think everybody felt good about that, okay? He didn't correct me. But it, I swear it sounded like everybody was calling him Fulmer when you watch it on TV. I like the guy. 
ORU. Do we have any ORU listeners out there on the Matt Mosley show? Um, uh, let us know. 254-662-1660. I mean, we may get one of these players on. If they keep advancing, we may try to get one of these ORU players on. They do something, Aaron, where they have snakes. When you get a hit, they it's I forget where this came from, but they they uh they hand they hand a little toy snake or something when they get the hit. I'd have to look at that again, but kind of an interesting little bit that ORU does. ORU. Aaron, what denomination is ORU? Is it more like a Pentecostal non denominational thing? Or are they with I mean, certainly an evangelical school. What I don't know is if it was originally like Assembly of God or if it's it's more of a non-denom. I mean, I guess there are different ways you could look this up on the Internet. <laughs> How are our people out there? ORU, sound off if you went to ORU. Tell me what class you were in and give me your name, and I'll throw it right out on the air, okay? I feel like we've got some Golden Eagles out there. According if they're pre if they're pre ninety three people, Aaron, they're the Titans. They were the ORU Titans. Don't know why they chose to change. Titans kind of a fun name, but uh, the thought was Titans was people kind of from the Northeast, and they decided that they were more of a Southern type team in school, and so they went with the Golden Eagle. I don't know what that has to do with anything Southern. Okay, Aaron, what were you going to say about the denomination? Oral Roberts himself was a Pentecostal evangelist. The general information page for the web for the university says it is a Christian interdenominational university. Aaron, do you know what have you ever heard somebody say somebody has Pentecostal hair? I have not. <laughs> Oral kind of did. Oral okay. had swept his hair back a little bit and had that, you know, kind of had kind of had that almost Pat Riley before Pat Riley, and he let that thing poof up a little bit. That that's what you'd call kind of Pentecostal hair. All right, all right. But we're all a lot of us believe in Aaron. The uh, you know we'll have like Pentecost Sunday and things like that. But that doesn't mean we all go to Pentecostal churches. Usually the Pentecostal churches, Aaron, they like to get the hands in the air a little bit, kind of wave them around, and that's good. I don't do that. I don't feel led, but I kind of you know if somebody pops the hands up. Uh, and goes with their spirit fingers during a service. I got no issue with that. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. We continue on. Uh-oh, are the Rangers hitting a little bit of a dip? That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select BX series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. 
Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive, discounting your prices, not your service. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com after a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech animal health now back to the matt mosley show on espn central texas aaron we used to have that i'm sure it'll come back as we get closer to football season we used to have that thing after that break where i'd kind of go walk around a little bit studio maybe walk down the hall check on uh, check on things maybe check in on tv check some scores out and uh we're not having that right now, Aaron. It's, I, I literally felt like I just said bye. We just went to break like 30 seconds ago. But it was a full, nice three- or four-minute break. That's okay. That's our normal break. Now, I, I generally don't love the uh, the long break. But during the summer, during the summer months, I think it's okay. I think it's okay to have a nice little radio break and let our sponsors have some room to talk. I don't necessarily know, Aaron, like if people are looking for like foundation comedy out there, but that's good. Hey, some people are, I guess, and uh, that's good. We'll we'll continue to run that, I guess. Um, Aaron, some uh, some different things going on in the sports world. U.S. Open happening in Los Angeles. Aaron, you're not as into golf as I am, but you do love certain golfers, and I think you do get up for the majors. This is big time. 
I saw some of the rough they've been growing. This is over at Los Angeles. I believe this is Los Angeles Country Club is where they're playing this U.S. Open. And Aaron, they've, I mean, it's just interesting because it's not actually a place I think of when you think of just monster tournaments like the U.S. Open. Um, Kepka today was being asked, and Aaron, as we get through the week, I would like both of us to be looking for some of this audio from players because some of this makes me laugh. And uh, uh, I, I think this is really um, interesting from both Kepka and John Rahm talking about this merger of the Live Tour. I mean, the problem, Aaron, what they want to have happen is all this talk of Live and, and the controversy with Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson and everything to finally go away. Well, they picked a crazy time to announce the merger like a week and a half before the U.S. Open. What do they think, Aaron? Everybody's going to like, let's take a break from talking about this. Let's just not bring it up. Why don't we not bring it up with the players? No. All the player, a lot of the players didn't play that Canadian Open, so they're just showing up for the first time. Now, Kepka was asked where he felt vindicated, and he shrugged, and he said, it didn't matter to me. Like I said, I'm trying to focus on this week. I think that's why I've been really good at majors, honestly. honestly he's been very upfront about not really caring about anything but the majors over the years. And Aaron, he had a funny line. i got to give it to him today. He wraps up, you know, after going through this whole thing where he's just kind of like, whatever, I'm not even thinking about this kind of stuff. And he said, hey, I'll see you guys at the Travelers next week. <laughs> Basically making a joke like, hey, I'll be back on the PGA Tour. Now, nobody thinks that's going to happen, but it was kind of funny. I got to say, funny joke by Kepka to say he, he would see everyone at the, at the Travelers. Um, Rom. John Rahm, uh, okay, Colin Morikawa today was quoted saying, we want to know the why. I think there's so many different parties involved that there's too many answers to really put it into one underlying umbrella of the why. Because I think what you've seen from the players versus what you've seen from maybe our commissioner versus the board versus Yasser, that's uh, Al Ramuan, the governor of that uh, Saudi-backed uh, group, versus live versus there's a lot of parties involved everyone has had a kind of different answer and different reaction to all of this um the reigning u.s open winner cam smith who is a live player and honestly was one of the bigger gets that they had he was huge now again not phil level name wise but the best player of everybody that went over there he said, I really know as much as you guys know. To be honest, I haven't been told much at all. I'm just taking it as it goes along. So, Rom, John Rom earlier today said, too much has gone on. I think, like everybody, we just want some answers. And basically, to know what the future looks like. And that's about it. I just want to know how it's going to look like, and that's about it. Aaron, it's a lot of talk 
as this U.S. Open gets ready to get played. Now, I got to say, when I was watching the Canadian Open, it was almost shocking at how little it was discussed. And I'm not even saying I was I was just watching golf. I mean, it's Canadian Open, okay? I wasn't that dialed in. The Canadian won it in, a, in an amazing fashion. He hit a huge long putt. That was fun. I liked all that. But I'm not going to go crazy over the Canadian Open. I was using it. I love golf. But I was also using it to catch up on a little nap. I don't, I don't often nap. But when I do, it's a Sunday afternoon golf in the background. But I was amazed that while I was awake that it was not discussed more. That Jim Nance and the crew didn't have a whole lot to say about it. And, again, John, uh, John Rahm, who's been a huge proponent of the PGA Tour, he had the most interesting quote today, saying that he players feel, quote, a bit of betrayal from management in the wake of the alliance of the uh, tour with Saudi Arabia's uh, public investment fund, the PIF, Aaron, if you will. It gets to a point where you want to have faith in management. I want to have faith that this is the best case for us, but that's clearly not the consensus. Um. Rom went on to say it's not easy as a player to wake up and see this bombshell. Aaron, are you – does all this stuff in the backdrop make you more interested in the U.S. Open this week? Same interest? Less interested? Does this – I know you've been dialed in because this has been a monster sports story. Are you watching it even more closely than you would, knowing all of this is the backdrop? No, that's going to be about the same. I mean, I'm interested in everything that's happening, but like I said, they didn't really talk about it that much last week. I don't know how much they'll talk about it this week, although they should talk about it a lot. But I'm... Maybe a little more interest. All right. Last night, Rangers, um, the great Dunning just didn't really get it done uh, uh, and and just kind of was a little bit all over the place. Too many pitches, too many walks, kind of fought, hung in there as long as he could. But you don't want to turn a game over – Um to the bullpen as early as they did. You don't really want to have them in there in the sixth inning. I think they were in there by the fifth or sixth inning. And um, the the game got to extras. But, Aaron, this is why, and, I, you know, I wish you and I had talked about this. We should have. I mean, we knew the series was coming up. but And, you, and of course, you never can predict when a certain player is going to go off in a game. I was there for Aaron Judge to hit his famous home run last year, and that was awesome, and I loved everything about that situation. Thank you, Hefton family. Thank you, Ryan and Will Hefton, for taking me to that. That was amazing to be a part of. Um, last night was one of those amazing deals where the bullpen got lit up by uh, Shohei uh, Otani. 
the Angels hurler slash home run hitting MVP. All right, he's a superstar. Um, he hits two late inning home runs in a nine six extra innings win. First home run, Aaron, seventh inning solo shot. That one tied the game at five five. Okay, I'm not going to beat up on Grant Anderson. I kind of love him. This new reliever gave up a home run. Not great, but it happens. Right? That's 5-5. Five, five. Home run number two. 12th inning, two-run blast off Cole Reagans. That gave him a 7-5 um, lead. And then Chad Wallach. Aaron, is that Tim Wallach's? Is it any kind of Tim Wallach? I don't know. Anyway, Angels catcher Chad Wallach. Matched Otani um, with a two-run home run of his own to make it 9-5. to five. Reagan's, after the game, said, have to execute my pitches. I didn't execute. They made me pay for the pitches I didn't execute. Aaron, is there a bigger draw, bigger star? Did we ever think Mike Trout was going to get really surpassed by anybody? Well, you know, I mean... Bryce and some of these folks, Lindor. I mean, there are some people across the majors that you do kind of get excited about, you want to go see. But Otani is a different, he's a different ball player. Someone that's a, a, an excellent pitcher and then is a home run hitter. Aaron, I believe that gets him to 20 on the season. And I I think I've got Otani now, Aaron, is as the player I most want to see in a play in all the majors. Like when you go out, there used to be players, some people might want to go see Jeter. Some people wanted to maybe see A-Rod in person. You know, the Rangers even had some players. It's fun to see Beltre on a nightly basis. But there were players worth going out to the ballpark to see. Otani is now one of those. Um, and the Rangers entered Monday's game hitting a league best 334 with runners in scoring position. You know it is RISP when you're reading the box scores. Aaron, guess what they did in those situations last night? Four for 21. Now, the good news is you're putting a ton of players in scoring position. You're getting guys on base. You're working counts. You're getting hits. Not like you're not up there getting hits. Um, now, I was watching that, Aaron, and I think it was Simeon and then maybe Lowe. I, I think Simeon went 0 for 7 in this game. And then one of those top hitters... Might have been low, went 0 for 5. Now, Seager walked a bunch in that game. I think he drew three walks. But, Aaron, you go, you know, top three, but still, you got 21 runners in scoring position, and you go for, you go, uh, what did I say, four for 21 in that game. Um, Aaron, I, you're going to lose some games. That's tough. That's tough. When you're putting that many um, players 
on base. But Aaron, do you have do you agree with that? Is there anybody you would rather go see in person right now, whether he's on the mound or you're just going out there to watch him hit, than 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 Otani? No, I don't think it's even close with him being the biggest superstar in baseball. There hadn't been a player like him since Babe Ruth. It's been this dominant pitching and hitting. It's pretty incredible. Oh, Babe Ruth. I mean, listen to what you just said. How far did you just go back? 80 years? I mean, it it, it, it is mind-boggling to watch this. All right. Uh, got a couple of notes to sign off with. And um, what a day it's been. Really good guest with uh, Stephen talking TCU and then the Oral Roberts uh, head baseball coach, Ryan Fulmer, on with us. Uh, we'll wrap it all up. We'll do it next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Are you looking for a unique Father's Day gift? Enroll your weekend warrior in Helbert's Barbecue 101 class Sunday, June 25th. Participants in the Barbecue 101 will enjoy cold beverages, eat smoked meats, and talk all things brisket from selecting one at the grocery store to slicing the finished product. Plus, enjoy a tour of Helbert's operation. Everyone will go home with some fresh swag, and a lucky few will win valuable raffle items. Register online at helbertbarbecue.com slash class before all the spots fill up. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad. Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're coming off a great used car month, and that means we need trades. Cars, trucks, SUVs, we'll pay you top dollar whether you're trading or not. But if you choose to trade, you'll get $1,500 trade assistance towards any purchase of a new Silverado. So trade with people you can trust without all the gimmicks that can save you thousands. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7, turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're far feet away, McGregor. We treat you like family. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They're now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians and welders. They offer great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is time to say goodnight. We were talking about the Rangers and the former Baylor pitcher um, Cody Bradford has been called up to pitch tonight versus the Angels. There's some thought they'd like a lefty to see Otani first time through the order. I don't think, I'll see on Friday, Bradford threw 99 pitches in AAA. Um, I don't think he's going to be out there long. Now, they have promoted from AA tonight top pitching prospect Owen White. Depending on who you believe, some people would say Jack Leiter. Some people might argue Owen White. They're kind of neck and neck as far as the Rangers' top pitching prospects. I think people might give the nod to Leiter just because the excitement of of his name and his background. But uh, White, you know, is an exciting prospect as well. White could end up being kind of the long man in a sense where Cody Bradford serves as the opener this is less than ideal Uh, Rangers had already scratched uh, the scheduled starter John Gray due to a blister all right so you're going to have Bradford and White up there pitching tonight to Uh, very inexperienced when it comes to the major league level pitchers. White, none. Uh, Bradford, just a little bit. All right, everybody. Let's watch that because that is a Baylor guy, uh, Cody Bradford. Everybody have a great night. Look forward to visiting with you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here now is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz.